Welcome to Original Mind Zen Sangha. Today's Dharma talk is given by Andre Taysan Hallow. Tonight's talk is going to be called The Harmless Way, which I think should be synonymous with the last line that we just recited. May we completely realize the true mind of all Buddhas. So the mind of a Buddha is one that recognizes the value of all life um, and tries its hardest to preserve that life. Yesterday, my son called me outside. He said, oh, there's a snake. And I saw there, I thought he was a garter snake, but I don't think he is anymore. He had different markings. And I walked out there. I'm like, where is it? And so he points at it. And I'm like, oh, I think it's, it's molting. It's uh, skin. And then as I looked closer at it, I realized that it wasn't. Because its head looked strange. It looked wider than usual. And when I peered closer, I saw that the snake was eating a frog. And uh, my son wanted to watch it. Not in any sort of... Uh, morbid way, but he was just like curious about, okay, this, how does this work? Especially since he's a vegetarian. My son, not the, not the snake, obviously. And we're watching it and it was just so painful to watch. Surprisingly, the, uh, the, the frog was not thrashing around. It didn't look like he was breathing any heavier than usual. I don't know, maybe they don't have as sophisticated nervous systems as as mammals, but he was taking it pretty well, a lot better than I would have been taking it. And, you know, the, the New Jerseyan in me, who uh, was seldom around, I guess, the natural order of things, wanted to just free the, free the frog. And of course, that's naive. Um, to quote Finding Nemo, there's a bird and he, he sees this fish and he's like, oh, sorry if I ever took a, a bite at you. Birds got to eat, fish got to swim. And it's just the way things are. But humans have a choice. And this is central to Buddhism, is volition. And, and what are we choosing to do? What's our intention? The snake has no other option but to eat an animal in front of it. Humans can eat a variety of different things, depending on if their bodies will allow it. <clears throat> And uh, we have choices of how we, we treat other, be, uh, other people, um, how do we treat the environment, how do we treat animals, um, how do we treat, I mean, if we go so far, we could say, how do we treat certain institutions? Do we, do we respect them or do we uh, flagrantly, egotistically just <laughs> mentally give them a middle, middle finger? Or maybe our actions do that. I don't know what you're referring to. I have no idea. <laughs> But the, the way of the Buddha taught was the way of harmlessness. Now, some people will cite the fact that the Buddha himself was not a vegetarian. And this is not a vegetarian um, rant or uh, advertisement. And in fact, yes, he was, not, he was not a vegetarian. And the reason being because he traveled as a mendicant monk who would knock on doors begging for alms. And if somebody gave him food, he ate it. Uh, regardless of whether or not it was meat, regardless of whether or not it was really spoiled or not. Just because if, you're, if I'm humble enough to knock on your door for food, I should eat whatever you give me. 
the caveat was that no animal could be uh, explicitly slaughtered for the Buddhist consumption, that, or any monk for that matter. So if the animal was killed to, for that purpose, to feed this monk, that was not allowed. But if you read the Pali Canon, or any of these scriptures that refer to the Buddha, he's always taking a, um, a compassionate look at beings. Because central to the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, is this understanding of pain and suffering. And that this is an inherent trait inside the, inside the world, the conditioned world. So why add to it? When we realize that we suffer, a deep empathy can build inside of us for other, for other people. And not just people, but all beings. Understanding that suffering is unnecessary. Or it's unnecessary that we add to suffering, that we complicate it by intentionally harming other beings. Now, when we mow the lawn, I'm sure we're displacing all sorts of bugs and little critters and we're doing a lot of we're doing harm there. But our intention is not to. Now, that doesn't mean we could hide behind ignorance and say, oh, well, I didn't know that I couldn't pollute. Well, um, through our practice, we want to open ourselves up to the repercussions of all of our actions in body, speech, and, and thought as well. And realize that everything that we do, everything that we say, and everything that we think reverberates through space and time. Everything has um, consequences. And when we recognize that, we realize that we have the capacity to, to help other beings to alleviate suffering, which is the path of the Bodhisattva, the true mind of all Buddhas, or we have the capacity to inflict harm, either directly, indirectly, through negligence, ignorance. And we're never going to be perfect. There's no way we can avoid everything, uh, avoid, you know, leaving a carbon footprint, so to speak, on the, on the earth. We're going to, inevitably. But how do we engage the world? And earlier we were talking about the, the value of mindfulness. And so when we, when we approach life with thoughtfulness, not just mindfulness, but thoughtfulness, right? using the capacity of thought to, to realize that what we do has an impact and, and what do I want my lasting legacy to have been as, as a person, as an individual as a member of society, then we can open our hearts up and hopefully our, our, our actions as well to act responsibly. And I'll close with somebody asked Thich Nhat Hanh, the great Vietnamese Zen master, he said, well, what they asked him, what do you think about... Um, socially active Buddhism. And he said, is there any other kind? <laughs> because even if we're not starting a campaign to end world hunger, it's through our gestures, it's through our words, it's through our expressions, it's through all those nuances, nuanced forms of communication that we can impart compassion, empathy. So this way we do no harm or do as little harm as possible. 
that was Andre Tesan Hallow. Thank you for joining Original Mind Zen Sangha.